How's everybody doing this Saturday night? I hope everybody's fine. Of course, I have to check on the Facebook side if I'm on. Same thing. Every live show. And there I be. And of course, we need somebody to acknowledge that you can see me, hear me, and from the spooky town and country in Canada, we have Judy on the line. Hello, Judy. Hello, John. Hi, everybody. Good to be here, as always. And yeah, it's a little spooky here. Yup, and Becky and Caroline, can you hear Judy? They're on the YouTube side. I can see you're really good, John. Jess D and Jason and Starlene. They're all coming in. I want to thank everybody. Loud and clear. Loud and clear, Daniel says. Okay, let me see the chat here. Hello, Professor. You like my little outline of my Halloween template, huh, guys? That's good. That's good. That ghost up on top. Jake Roberts will like that one, right? (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Yep. uh, We'll get into that after. But, of course, I always got to start out my uh, live shows. I haven't been on for 10 days, guys. Oh, my lordy forty. Hello, Linda, Cindy. I got to thank my Quest of Oak Island paid members, the Knights, the Marshals, the Citadel. I got to thank Mark and Barbara and Michelle and Sand Dollar and Todd and the Renee, Roxy, Mike, Jazz, Dia, Wayne, and Stylene. For their support on the YouTube paid membership site. I also have to thank Judy, who's live with me, for all her support. Thank you, Judy. You're welcome, John. I love it. And Daniel Spino for his support and contribution to the Quest channel. Also, if you guys get inspired by doing anything about Oak Island, please send it to Renee Tuttle. Anything you make, anything you, you come up with, a picture or anything, send it to Renee Tuttle. And we can put it on our image photo album in the group so everybody can see it. I want to thank my moderators, Tammy, Judy, Renee, Michelle, Daniel, and Starlene. And to our Quest Lifetime contributor, Chris Dona. When you see the number scrolling on the bottom, it's one three two three eight one three four one three five. Call in. Judy will get off the phone. Put it in chat that you want to call in. She'll get off the line because I only can take one member of the time. Welcome for my from my Quest of Oak Island Facebook group, my YouTube channel, and from my anchor host audio podcast from around the world. 
I thank you so much for listening to uh, me and Judy. And I thank you so much. I have a special announcement. I have some exciting new information about what they're doing um, at the money pit. I'm going to leave that to later, so I'll leave all you guys hanging in. <laughs> and I don't believe it. Oliver, where the heck have you guys been? Thanks for coming in. Oak Island Research is in the house. We miss you, you guys. We miss you. Sure do. I was thinking about them yesterday, actually. Yep. And, um... Uh, Also, for the paid members on the YouTube side, I have a special treat for you guys. Anybody that's been a paid member that is a knight or a marshal or anything, as long as you've been here for six months on, for the, for the rest of tonight, Monday and Tuesday, a price of a Quest membership mug will be only $21. And that's a steal. So that's for you helping me. $21 for a Quest membership mug. I'll take care of all the postage uh, USA. But international will have to go on the one-by-one -one basis to see the cost of that because costs have been going crazy. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, big time. I know it cost you a lot to send to Canada, too. Hello, Kevin, Oliver, Cindy, Kathy, Kevin on the YouTube side. And um, so that'll be a little treat. If you want one, $21 USA postage right to your house, first-class mail. And, of course, I want to thank everybody for their uh, well wishes. I had to have uh, oral surgery Wednesday. And, you know, people my age, when you're on Medicare and really don't work, it's very difficult when you get hit with these things because I don't know who has dental insurance anymore, but I had a real awakening getting surgery and dentist when they want money up front. You know what I mean, Judy? I don't know how they do it in Canada, but uh, USA, mostly all the dentists don't take any kind of insurance. Or if a bill is like $700, the insurance card will give you like $40. How does, how does that work in Canada? Do you just get everything done, or how does that work? No, you pay it unless you have private insurance. Um, our Ontario health insurance doesn't pay it. So say if you're working for, say, the school board and mm -hmm. you have uh, insurance, then you're covered, but not I'm, I'm not covered any longer. So. Yes, same thing with me. Since I don't work full-time, and a lot of YouTubers, you know, they do this, but they have a full-time job, so they get support. Um, it's just a really whack in the head when you go and you have to have something done. And um, you don't need that extra stress when that happens here. But Medicare, uh, Medicaid doesn't pay anything for dental. So that was a wackle. Yeah, that's, that's hard. And I know it's hard because most of the people I know here have to pay. Right. So, guys, I'll have a lot of spaces in my teeth. So uh, my voice might change. You might hear a little whistling. That's the air going through the spaces where my teeth used to be. 
also, you know, also I got the paid site on the YouTube side. It starts at $2.99 a month. Every little bit helps. If we break down here or something for the group, we can take it out of that little pile. But if not, if you don't have a much, I mean, I've got great supporters on this channel. You members are fantastic. And I really appreciate it a thousand percent, guys. And Daniel, I can whistle better now, yeah. And if <laughs> if I gargle any more salt water, my body's going to turn into a cube of salt. We don't want that. So three times a day, four times a day, I got to put salt in warm water and slush it around for five minutes until the eight ounces is done. <laughs> and I've been trying to swallow scrambled eggs. So I'm a little weak on the food side. But this pumps me up, you know what I mean? You guys give me the energy. You guys are my blood. You know what I mean? You guys go through me. And I know there's a lot of older individuals that watch me, and they know what I'm talking about as you get older. You would figure you would have better dental coverage as you get older, not when you're younger. You know what I mean, Judy? Right on, John. We seniors could use it for sure. Here, too. Yep. Hi, Maureen, Lane, Julianne. Thank you for coming in. Well, what I'm going to do first before Judy does her synopsis is I always do a little statistics for our Facebook group, YouTube, at the end of the month, Judy. Right. I like this. And, um, of course, this is the last month before the season starts, so the numbers will be low. Hopefully, when the season starts Tuesday, which I'll be on at 7 o'clock for a quick quest 30 minutes from 7 to 7 30 because tuesday we have a drilling down at eight and the season premiere at nine and then me and judy will see you wednesday night at 7 30 uh, to go over the show so don't forget next tuesday i'll be on at 7 p.m eastern time because there's a drilling down at eight the premiere starts at nine and then we'll uh see you on the wednesday night to go over the show so this is all 28 days, Judy. Yes, yes. Hi, Linda. Hi, Darlene. Yeah, Daniel, I got to, you know what I was thinking of grinding up a pork chop? Cook it and put it in my grinder like mush, like baby food, you know what I mean? But sometimes I just get too tired to do all that, you know? I don't know. All right, here we go. Facebook stats. We have right now 71,016 people that's going down we had 103 posts that's down we had 3128 comments that's down but we had 28,509 reactions that's up eight percent people just not texting or talking you know what i mean judy right and that's great but don't forget guys starting november 2nd the most active member in my chat room on the Quest of Oak Island Facebook at the end of 28 days will receive a free new Quest of Oak Island member mug, Judy. Wow. I look forward to that, John. <clears throat> the top three contributors uh, this month were uh, Linda Shaftel, Barbara Stucker, and Tim Mudry. We had 66% male. 34% female. 
Our top three countries are always these three, even in the uh, audio podcast, Judy. It's uh, USA, Canada, and the UK. The top three cities are Halifax, Melbourne, Australia, and Ottawa. Wow, I can't get over Australia. That's amazing to me. And um, now on our audio podcast, Judy, when I download it, but only on Spotify, they're taking now video broadcasts like you're seeing now because we're live. That gets downloaded to the anchor host, but the video is only available on Spotify right now. We have over uh, 1,500 downloads on the radio side, Judy. I think wow. that's pretty good to be just on one subject, you know, Oak Island. No other subjects, no other shows, no other anything. So we're sort of focused on one thing. So I thought that was pretty good. I think it's great, yes. Yep. And then on our YouTube side, guys, we did finally make it over the 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. Holy moly smoly. <laughs> And that's because everybody's looking for a better piece of Oak Island. And I know all the time, about a week before the season, I put those little snippets of uh, teasers on video. And that draws people in because they want to see. They don't want to see me. <laughs> they want to see, uh, you know, Rick and Marty giving you like a sneak peek on their advertisements. And Judy, for the last 28 days on YouTube, we had over 50,000 views. Wow. Oh, that's great, John. Wow. All right, let me bring Judy's picture up here with me. Because I got to be on here for you guys to hear her. That's why I got to be on. And, um, all right, Judy, your picture's up. You're ready to go. The fence is blocking me out on the bottom. That's just fine. Go ahead, Judy. Okay. This is um, the drawing down from Tuesday, October 26th, and it's the Fellowship's Top Ten Finds. Well, everyone, there were no surprises in Tuesday's show. I believe these top ten finds prove that not only were the Templars on Oak Island before 1200 AD, but that there was activity here for over two centuries. What are your thoughts on this? Let's see what the 10 finds are. Number 10, Chinese cash coin. Metal detecting on lot 15, Gary and Jack pulled up a coin. Right away, Gary declared it very old and Chinese. He proved to be right. As coin expert Sandy Campbell agreed it was Chinese and that it was 12 to 1300 years old. Who brought this coin to Oak Island? Number nine, the ship's railing. Found in the southeast corner of the swamp, this finished piece of wood proved to be a piece of the ship's railing. After testing and retesting the wood, it dated from around six 160 
to 770 A.D. How did a piece of ship's railing this old get into the Oak Island Swamp? Number eight, the garnet brooch. A lot eight, Gary and Rick dug up a brooch with a red stone in it. They took it to gem expert Charles Luton Brain, and he found it to be a garnet stone that dated 500 years old. It is handmade and the first jewel to be found by the fellowship. Who brought this to Oak Island? And was it on a person or part of a treasure? Number seven, the gold-plated brooch. On lot eight, Gary and Rick pull up their second brooch. It also has a red gemstone and is encased in a metal frame. Taking it to Krista Brousseau's lab, she finds, after testing the metal, that it has gold in it. This is the first gold to be discovered by the fellowship. More treasure, I wonder? We will see. Number six, the book binding and parchment. While sifting through the spoils from the money pit, Jack came across a piece of leather book binding and a piece of parchment. After testing the pieces in her lab, Krista Brousseau announced they were definitely leather book binding and parchment. Rick said, this is more than temporal wealth. Could ancient documents also be buried in the money pit? Number five, the slipway. Found in Smith's Cove, the slipway or wharf proved to be made of red spruce. After the dendrochronology or tree ring dating was complete, the slipway was found to date to 1771, which predates the money pit. This find gave Marty proof that something of importance went on here before the finding of the money pit. The lead cross. The cross proved to be one of the most important finds in American history. After testing the lead proved to come from southern France around 1200 AD, Rick pointed out that there is an exact replica carved into the Templar prison in Dome, France. This says to me that the Templars we're definitely on Oak Island. What about you? Number three, the paved area. Found in the swamp one year after they found the cross, the paved area proved to be an important find. After testing a piece of wood pulled from under the stones that made up the area, Dr. Spooner declared the paved area was built around 1200 A.D. Who, I wonder, was on Oak Island that early in history? Number two, the stone wharf. Found two to three feet down in the southeast corner of the swamp, the team believed the area to be not just a wharf, but also a pathway going toward the uplands, then to the money pit. Dr. Spooner assessed it to be 300 years old, again, before the finding of the money pit. 
Having found many artifacts here, the team believes something massive went on here long before the story of Oak Island began. And number one, the silver in the money pit. In the fall of 2020, Dr. Spooner had the water from 12 wells in the money pit area tested. He shocked the team with the news that a Gerhardt dump truck load of silver is at the bottom of those wells. Will season nine prove him right? Let's you and I go on that journey together and find out. Stay safe, Acorns. Very, very professionally done, Judy. Very good for season nine. Very good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me get you off gives, gives us a lot to think about. Yeah, do you guys agree with the membership's top finds? And what was last week? The other finds, the uh, treasure finds, the top 10 treasure finds, and the top 10 Templar finds. Are we all in agreement of what they're uh, going on with number one, two, or three? Not all of them, but um, like the top three. I think so. I know. I think. I think we are pretty much. I mean, they threw that uh, Spooner Silver in there, Judy. But I still say my top number one is the Lead Cross. I don't care what else they find. I mean, if they find the treasure chest chest full of uh, religious artifacts, you know, that'll be number one. But my number one is um, the Lead Cross because without the Lead Cross finding. Like I told Aaron and the rest of the crew, I don't know where the show would have headed. You know what I mean? Right. I agree with you 100% on that one. Yes. And, and it says Templar, too. Yep. And then my number two would be H8, like I highlighted it before, with the bones, with the parchment, with the leather, with the boot. So my number two would be H8. Right. And my number three and final will then be Spoon or Silver, unless he shows me something different. That'll drop right out of the top ten. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so I'm anxious to find out what they have found with the silver. And then Cindy says on the show, this AM, they said the ship railing was most important. Yeah, the ship railing, but it dated what six hundred AD. How does that connect? Yeah. How does that connect with you know? You're trying to connect the dots, just like the Chinese coin. Does that connect with the rest of the dots they've been showing us for eight years? No, it's like you know, it's there, but it's not really connected. What do you think, guys? What do you think, Judy? Um, yeah, I I think you're right. The, the dates are kind of all over the place, but we do have several in the twelve hundred area era. And that says Templar to me. Right, right. They have to be in that 1,200-year to make the Templar theory um, click. Kathy says, I agree with guarding the cross. Yep. But all of a sudden, if they get dates 600 AD and all that way below, I just shake my head. I'm a cautious person for eight years, how they pumped us up on different things and really didn't come out too much. Right now they're pushing gold. 
but that could be a percentage of billions or millions in the water particles. That doesn't mean there's a pile of gold or a gold coin or anything. The only thing we got to go by is Dr. Spooner says the indication is a of a dump truck full of silver. I got to go by Dr. Spooner, uh, Judy, because he's the professional. Right, exactly. And uh, there was a picture of a dump truck belonging to Gerhardt on the web today, and it is one big truck. Now, that was a uh, not a regular dump truck, Judy. That was a coal miner's dump truck where they have huge, huge tires. When they're talking oh, about well, when they're talking about Gerhardt's dump truck, it's just a regular, regular dump truck. That dump truck that you showed me—that's like coming out of a mining pit, like in Utah, that holds ninety tons. You know what I mean? Okay, they didn't tell us that, John. Of course. That's why I'm explaining. <laughs> and Sarah Ann Richardson could be a secret vault that only the people that needed to know knew. Yeah, all that secret, secret crew that they passed it down to the secret people now. Who? Yep, your theory could be Vikings at six hundred. Yeah, but whoever knows about this from way before, it has been passed down to where something like this is. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. It's not a treasure that they have to guard all these years. Just the, okay, the last person passed away. Nobody knows where it is. No. The Templars or the uh, the Masons now or whoever they're called now, this is all handed down information. Even if it's at Oak Island, um, somebody knows something. Yep, Marine H8. Yep. So those are my top three. The cross H eight, and I'm real cautious on Spooner Silver only because of the past, Judy. Right, exactly. Yeah, we'll we'll get to see. I think this year, hopefully, right away. Well, it'll be interesting what they feed us on the first show. You know. Right. Exactly. All right. Let me bring this up that I didn't see this before, and it was on. Uh, a little promo. Hold on. About this watch gear that they found in the swamp. Now, I don't remember seeing this during the season eight. Did you, uh, Judy, remember this or no? I do not remember it at all. So I said, well, let me show everybody here. Hi, Aaron. Thanks for coming in. I said, well, if I didn't see it, that means my members didn't see it. I hope. I don't know. If anybody remembers, let us know, but I sure don't. All right. This is what they showed. Of course, you know, next Tuesday is the show. And Gary was. John Linda says that that comes from season nine. That, that uh, piece you just showed us. Okay, hello, John. Thanks for coming. And so this is a promo for season nine then. Okay. Right. Thanks a lot, Linda. I'm still foggy over here.
because the way they splice things in and edit things, sometimes I don't know where they're going, you know, Judy? Right, it can be confusing. <laughs> Especially if you've watched plenty of them. You know, there's been quite a few uh, promos already. Yep. They sort of bunched them up all at once, you know, Judy? Always, yes. <laughs> Linda says she's got your back, John. Okay, I'm going to need it. That's why my members are the best. They are. So this is what they showed on season nine, and I hope they went into the swamp. We saw that little shadow of a dugout, but it was close to the road. If they try to find more pieces of that mask, that mast uh, from that ship's railing, they were in that area, but I don't know if they're going to show that or not. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, yes. I hope they found that ship this year. Hello, Becca. How are you? So I just wanted to bring that up. Maybe a piece of a watch. So probably if they're showing that uh, us here now, maybe we won't see it during the season, you know, Judy? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's hard to tell. You would think they would need content uh, this season. If they're just in the swamp again, in the money pit, they're not in any other area. Yeah, it sure looks that way. Alrighty. Let me get rid of that because I can't have all these pictures in. Alrighty. <laughs> Maybe a compass, yeah. Yeah, Ruth, could be a compass. Why a watch, right, Judy? Yes. Either either one. It's so hard to tell. Yep. And John, that's why we're here. Uh, on my YouTube page and on my Facebook page, we're always updating what's going on. Of course, next Tuesday, guys, you know, the spoilers. I still don't understand why Canada and USA doesn't show it at the same time. So anybody that doesn't want to see the spoilers and they complain, John, you're showing too much. It's not shown here. Well, I'm sorry. Just, uh, you know, Block the group for a little bit or until you see it, and then come watch what we uh, discuss on the channel, you know, Judy? Yeah, that's really, and I suggested that to people, that uh, it's on in Canada on Sunday nights, so wait till later Sunday night and watch us. Right, right. You know, just don't turn us on till Sunday night, that's all. No big deal. But a lot of times, Judy, for years now, eight years, it's like, um, um, why are you saying this is not on? It's not on. And I keep on putting up there. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. It doesn't really matter what I put up. You know what I mean? You know, exactly. I think some people just kind of uh, gloss over it and, and it doesn't sink in. Yeah, I wish the whole world could see it all on Tuesday night. That would sure be great. Wouldn't it make sense with this technology they have nowadays? But who the heck knows, you know? Right. It could be done, for sure. Just for you, Cindy, just for you. <laughs> but, um... Alrighty. 
let me bring this up. I got to get rid of the ghost because the fence is in my face, Cindy. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm talking behind the fence. When they showed that teaser, I was thinking, you guys see this? Is it up yet? Yes. I think that's C1, how they take the uh, can down and they maybe spot weld the cover and cover it over so they can bring the new crane in and dig at other spots. You know what I'm talking about, Judy? Yeah, that, that could very well be. Wow, that looks weird. So I wanted to show you that because the only caisson that they have that's intact is only C1, Judy. There's no other caissons. They're all filled in. Oh, okay. And there's Scott. But then yet, when I see this pile of dirt and you see beyond it where the uh, foundation stone is, where the vehicles drive up, you see that, Judy? Yes. They're going into a drilled hole that's pretty close to C1. They seemed a little bit strange to me because obviously you would see the cover of C1 if they're testing it, you know, Judy? Right, exactly. So yeah. I thought that was weird because of the channel stream is moving all kinds of water underneath it. Why only go like 10 feet beyond the C1? You know, the water's going to carry it all over the place down there. Right, exactly. Let me see on the next picture, guys. And that's them getting that sample out of the dirt. There's our friend, Stephen. You see what I'm saying? And there's that other picture that we started with. So it seems kind of strange to me from that cover to just drill a hole closer. You would figure they would drill a hole like where that white truck is or something, you know what I mean? If they're going to drill a hole. Right, yes. So that was sort of strange to me. Yup, Sarah. Chemical testing, looking for gold or silver. Yeah, but they already tested the C1. That's what I'm saying, you know, Judy? Right. Yes, how many times now? And they did they did check it for silver, too, didn't they? Yep. So that sort of threw me off. Alrighty. Let me hide that. And then Judy's got another article to read. Now let me get her back up up on you. Are you getting ready, Judy? I'm getting ready here. Not ready. Or what direction is flowing? That could be, yeah. 
yeah, with that channel 170 feet below the solution channel. Okay. They had a special program, and since it's um, one day before Halloween, they had a program on in Oak Island about the paranormal forces at the Oak Island. So now we're going to get into some of the Halloween-themed type of stuff that goes on that's very strange at Oak Island. Now here is Judy. Go ahead, Judy. You're all set to go. Thank you. Hey, guys, it's Halloween. And soon all those precious little ghosts and goblins will be haunting our front doors. This makes me wonder, are the paranormal events that have taken place on Oak Island real? Dan Hensky thinks so, as he believes he was once possessed by a medieval monk while working on the island. His throat was slashed during this horrible event. Dan was not physically hurt, but traumatized by this experience. Was it real? Then there was the worker, whose name I have forgotten, believed he was attacked by a green-eyed beast while spending a night on Oak Island. The next morning, he discovered bruises on his body. He left the island, never to return. Was this too? real? The fellowship once had a team of paranormal investigators join them on the island. They believed there was a different kind of energy in this place so full of history, especially around the swamp. One investigator was actually very uneasy at the swamp. One of their team thought he heard footsteps behind him well, at the swamp. Yep, you guessed it. He turned around and found no one there. One investigator's beeper went off, indicating someone from the other side was trying to communicate with them. Unable to make out the words, the investigators wondered if this was a warning. A warning that the treasure should be left alone. Not long ago, while working in the swamp, one of the fellowship team members heard someone call his childhood nickname. He was alone, and he said no one on the team would know that name. He saw no one and was left very uneasy. Rick says, it's the curse valid. I don't know. Do strange things happen on Oak Island? Yes. Where do you stand on these haunting subjects, fellow acorns? Be sure to sit down with your favorite morning drink on Sunday and join our professor, Daniel Spino, as he elaborates on this haunting topic. Dave Blankenship said, <laughs> it's the boogeyman. Very good, the Judy. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Good. That was fun. We do it all here. 
And now I'll show you some screenshots of that uh, of that show. Hold on, guys. This was Linda Hardy on that episode. And that's a picture she's showing uh, Rick and Marty that looked like a skull in 10X that they took a picture of. And Daniel Spina says, if you're on heart medicine, don't read my article tomorrow. Too late, <laughs> Daniel, too late. And there's a picture from down in 10X by these paranormal uh, investigators um, that looks like a skull. You guys see it? Yes. And it sure does, doesn't it? And then you guys, do you guys remember seeing this little episode? Yes, I do. I don't remember what season it was, but they had another thing there too when... Uh, David said uh, he saw a ball of fire. Remember that? Yes. Yes. And that was very real to him. Yep. Hello, Barbara. Thanks for coming in. And um, they had other investigators there. But then some people on the scientific side say, well, because it's sinkholes near the island and on the island, air escapes when they collapse maybe in the solution channel which makes noise under the island you know what i mean judy right and i suppose that's possible you got to look on the science side also you know gordon fader always gives me the strict uh, science guide you know what i mean you got to listen to both sides right definitely hello prom thanks for coming in so that would make sense if you got a million holes in the island and if it's maybe a sinkhole maybe it's not you would hear all kinds of noises coming up from the bottom because you got a solution channel running on the bottom. You got all these holes and vents and everything else. Anything creaking below the island, you'll hear, you know, Judy? Right, exactly. And our minds can take us anywhere. Right. Some things you want to hear, some things you don't want to hear, you know? Right. But I was told by a cast member, okay, when they were at the swamp, a name was called out to only to this person that this person's mom only called him. Figured that one out, guys. <laughs> Let me repeat that. Part of the fellowship told me that you see on TV that he was at the swamp area. The name that was called out from the swamp was the name only his mother called him and would know. Let that sink in. Oh, my lordy, 40. 
And yep, there's the reason why Fred Nolan never lived there. Just this cottage, you know, he never stayed overnight. <clears throat> and these are all the people at uh, David's house when they came in with this paranormal investigation. Believe it or not. Hello, Kathy. These are pictures at night they took of the swamp just to get you into the holiday spirit, holiday Halloween spirit. I'm making myself. I see my sister Brenda. I see my sister Brenda has uh, joined us. And I just want to say to her, you missed the big thing here, sister. You're too late. Um, Daniel, making myself nervous. <laughs> Sarah, no. No swearing, please. That's a bannable offense. Thank you. <laughs> Sarah Jane. <clears throat> These are the people out there at night. No problem, Sarah. This is kind of a machine that follows energy, like an energy field, like an electronic magnet uh, field. This is from an old show, uh, Kathy. The swamp now is probably filled up again because it's at the end of the season, November. So everything will probably be back to normal within about two weeks in November, you know, Judy? Right. Exactly. I would imagine the American guys will soon be heading home. Right. All depends on the weather up there. They go right up to the end every year. I wouldn't go out there. And I'm not no scaredy cat, but I wouldn't go out there. <laughs> and there we are back there. Daniel says it was season one, episode three. There you go, Daniel. That's way back. Oof. <laughs> really? So don't forget, YouTube members on my paid site, if you've been on for six months or longer, PM me or email me at questofoakisland at aol.com. Member mucks will be $21 each until Tuesday night. And of course, in November, we're starting uh, the most active member in Facebook group, the Quest of Oak Island. At the end of 28 days, I get numbers. Who does the most um, action, responses to questions and things like that? We'll get a free Quest of Oak Island member mug from me. Hello, Lori. She's not afraid of no ghost. <laughs> All right. Mostly I want to do this maybe for the radio side because the professor is just fantastic, uh, Judy. He is. He just said I wouldn't be caught there at night, and you'll see why. Listen in the morning, guys, well, or read. Hi, Ketta, on the YouTube side. How are you? This is from Daniel Spino, and um, this was posted in my Facebook group that the YouTubers don't go to Facebook and Facebook doesn't go to YouTube, la-da-da-da-da-da. 
But um, this is what he said. And uh, Judy will follow me along unless my voice leaves or my jaw gets locked up. We'll see what happens here. This is from Daniel Spino, which we call the professor. And I thank him so much for his knowledge. Did you know that Fred Nolan worked with a psychic regarding Oak Island? Her name was Eugenia Maser Story. She was a very interesting person. She had degrees from Northern University and Columbia University. She was also a successful playwright. She said her psychic ability ran in her family. Eugenia was on Oak Island and contacted Fred Nolan to give him her thoughts on what happened there. Eugenia would later conduct tours on the island during the old explorer Oak Island days. Eugenia conducted an interview on the subject, which I would like to share the contents. The interview was conducted in 1976 after she'd been on the island in 1973. She said she believed there was something under the water at Smith's Cove and also near the eastern side of the swamp on Nolan's property. The strongest vibration, as she said, had came from an area near the road and the picnic area that was from across it. It was on Lot 11, where Nolan's house was located. Eugenia contacted Fred Nolan about it and sent her map of the island to her to douse. Her Dawson gave her information about specific locations. She had the feeling that there was some structure underground in both the Smith's Cove and Lot 11 area. What she saw were areas underground that were connected, chambers connected by tunnels, and there was a very large structure. Eugenia conveyed that she didn't believe it was pirates who constructed it, but earlier people. She believed the structure had a mystical and religious significance to it. This was a very important place to these people. She said that she didn't sense any treasure in this location. She didn't say if it might have been treasure at the location at one time. She stated that there was a drainage system that connected with chambers, some sort of drainage apparatus that runs off underwater, possibly flood tunnels, she believed it may have been a natural structure that was later changed by others. Eugenius then talks about her dousing and reveals that she told Fred that he would find would be of archaeological significance. She wanted to say he should be careful excavating because whatever he found would be studied. She told Fred to be careful to put something small down like a test hole. She said she did not get the feeling there was a treasure trove in that location. She finished by describing her procedures and her abilities. It should be noted that in 1965, Robert Dunfield conducted an extensive exploration of Smith's Coast Beach and believed that there were flood tunnels that led to the money pit. In 1970, Triton completed the excavation of Smith's Cove, revealing the U-shaped structure. It's an unknown, it is unknown if Eugenia had any knowledge of these operations which were usually kept very, very secret and confidential at the time, you know, Judy? Right. <laughs> they kept all this stuff close to their chest. While I'm generally skeptic of uh, psychics, I found this information fascinating. So do I, Daniel Spino, so do I. I leave it up to the reader to decide if it was something to Eugenia's work. 
She was often consulted by the police in missing person cases and was highly respectable in her other work. I have learned with Oak Island to keep an open mind and leave no stone unturned. A copy of this interview is in Oak Island author Darcy O'Connor's possession. He donated it and many other documents to the Chester Municipal Heritage Society. The curator, Danny Hennigar, was gracious enough to give his permission for me to copy and share the documents. Danny is a longtime Oak Island researcher and conducted the tours of the island from 2005 to 2009. In this week's Quest of Oak Island Sunday morning history, which is tomorrow morning, get your coffee ready. He, Daniel Spino will present a special Halloween edition called The Haunted History of Oak Island. I will go over some of the most frightening stories associated with Oak Island. And Professor, I thought this article was fantastic. With a broken jaw and a tooth missing and my ear and my eye killing me, I had to read this because it's fantastic. What do you think, Judy? And what do you think, members? I think it's darn interesting. I can't wait to read it in the morning. I think he knows more than we do. He did fine, John, by the way. I came across clear. You did, yes. You didn't hear no air going through the big space in my jaw? <laughs> no, we're luckily we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> then we'd all be haunted, wouldn't we? Yep. So going by what the professor, Daniel Spino, had posted in my uh, a group, and also uh, whatever uh, Judy was uh, stating will be all posted uh, on the group later on, Judy, so everybody can read oh. it later on. I want to thank uh, Scott Clark. He gave me permission to show these pictures when he was on the island in 2007 with uh, with um. Eugenia Macy story. So I want to see and show the world because Judy, people on Facebook, the people on YouTube don't see the pictures, you know what I mean? Right. Well, they will now. <clears throat> All right. This is Eugenia showing her talk in front of Borahole 10X. Everybody see this? All right. Yes, it's clear, John. And I want to thank Scott Clark again. Because the minute I get something like this, I like to show everybody. But I always ask for permission, you know what I mean, Judy? Yeah, that's the safest way to do it. I mean, it looks like a sword in front of her, uh, Sarah, yeah. All righty. I'm not sure if uh, Tom Nolan stays there, Maureen. I know David lives there and his sister lives there, but I don't know if Tom stays at the cottage. And there's the group they had here. Part of the group gathered around Eugenia. If you look very closely, you can see Greg Tester and the Oak Island author, Les Maffail, Maffail, somewhere in that picture maybe upper right top. We 
we're still staying in the Halloween theme, uh, Judy. So we sure are. Yep, she's she does this a little differently, but open minds, right? Yep. Like I said, we put that information out there. It's up to you guys to believe or not. We don't push uh, either way. We always say our opinions. Our members say their opinions. Either way, scientific uh, theories. And it's up to you to decide, you know, Judy? Right, exactly. And everybody's opinion matters. Yep. This is on the uh, South Shore. What she's saying, I have no idea. Insert words here, Judy. <laughs> David Clark, she's well, trying to locate Jack Sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that sounds interesting. Yeah. And it's triangle shape. You notice the uh, candles are triangle shape. Yep. Right. Yep, she did feel pirates were there also. That's why she's dressed up like that. And who's those two young guys on the side of the road there? A British soldier walking on the road, but Rich <laughs> and Marty Lagina at the left, and Scott on the right holding up the camera. So if you see that guy in the purple... A red jacket, that's Scott Clark. You can see a young Rick and Marty to the left. You guys see that okay? We see it, John. What a difference, eh? Oh, my lordy, 40. <laughs> I don't know. It's not season one. It's a special uh, thing that Eugene did. It wasn't on TV. This is from uh, Scott Clark taking all these pictures, um, Linda. I'm pretty sure this wasn't on TV, uh, Judy. I don't think it was, John, because I never heard of it. Right. That's like you bringing a picture. Yep, it was 2007, Professor. This is the stuff I like, the stuff that people don't see. You know, if you go to other groups, I don't go to other groups. You see the same pictures over and over and over. This is why I love my group and love what I do, Judy. Right. can bring something new to the, to the picture here. Right. I mean, I don't know where Scott shared it all to. Maybe everybody's got them, but uh, I don't know. And that's why I make it fresh that I, I don't know. And uh, we show them here. And this is Dan Hensky's old demolish shack. What are you still living? Imagine it. I can't even imagine it. Isn't that something? Unbelievable. I don't remember what the shack really looked like, what he lived in. You know, and I was trying to look for pictures where Dan Hensky lived on the island or stayed or whatever. I just remember the uh, uh, Rustall shack that they're going to redo, Judy. Right. I, I don't remember ever seeing Dan. I know they've talked about him living there, but yeah. I don't remember seeing it. Because that story you told, he was in the he was in his uh he was in his place on the island, you know? Right, exactly. 
So that was something new. This is, it's getting darker on the South Island, South Shore. And again, I want to thank Scott Clark. Bet you wanted to be there that night, Daniel, didn't you? Experience that. Yeah, don't you guys got a camping trip? You guys are going to go all camping on Oak Island, one live show. You guys are all going camping and bringing Daniel with you, aren't you? Yeah, we are. A bunch of us are going. <laughs> the Oak Island Beach at night. Gorgeous, isn't it? And of course, if you look in the dark past the swamp, it says orbs over the money pit area. You see the little white circle? Yes. The little one in the middle and the bigger one up to the right top. Well, I guess maybe the aliens are also interested in Oak Island. Police. Jazz D, I still want to go camping, but I just need an indoor bathroom. <laughs> a lot of bullfrogs there, Linda says. But you guys will be all full of wine. You guys won't hear anything. Yeah, you're right. It'll be uh, Mari wine, too. But uh, Spooky Road. I don't know. I go to bed early, so who the heck knows? Especially now when we set the clocks back November 8th, it'll be dark at 4 p.m. and that gets pretty disgusting. Oh, it really does. Makes for a long evening. You think it, David? It forms an angle, the orbs in the swamp or above the money pit? They're there. Tammy says, Tammy Gregory Hurst, it does sound like fun. Well, you know, send me the pictures. I'll be home. <laughs> I wish we could do it, guys. That would just be great. Just deal be eating more than drinking. Well, you guys figured that out, the food and everything else. And who's cooking and what you're bringing. But that's one scary thing here. Sarah says it's 1.30 a.m. where she is, so it's already kind of spooky. I hear you guys. <laughs> David says, I want to ghost hunt there one night just for all the fun on the lots. You know how many requests they must get for something like that, Judy? I'll bet you there's plenty. I am sure there is. You know, like, what's it on TV also they got? They go ghost hunting on abandoned houses. They're supposed to be even haunted in the USA and over Europe. They go into castles and they film all that stuff. Yes, definitely. I'm sure those guys would like to get on the island too. Yeah, me and the professor say the same thing. Say hello to the demons for us, all right, guys, when you go there. Okay, we'll make sure we do that. And if you and if you don't I must remember 
I must remember Daniel knows more than I do right now. Yeah. And if you never come back, well, leave us a message to tell whoever was looking for <laughs> you your, your last wishes. Okay. But, um, yeah. So there must be a lot more stories that people had throughout the years, though. We're just hearing, like, from not modern times, but what about, you know, 200 years ago and above that? There are ghost stories and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Some things are for the scare people, so they wouldn't go hunting for gold or treasure on the island, Judy. That's true. I sometimes wonder if that's where the curse came from, to, to make people afraid <laughs> to go there. Oh, Dan, you're making my jaw kill me. Daniel says, pet the black dog with the red eyes. When the dog comes with the glowing red eyes, just pet him. He'd be okay. You know, scratch him under the chin <laughs> before the other 50 dogs come. <laughs> oh, my Lord. No. And the British soldier ghost come and stab you with the bayonet. Oh, you guys are cracking me up. You're killing me. And then, a, and then you'll see a big fireball, and that'll be it. You'll be toast. Right. And right, Daniel. <laughs> and make sure you guys got a webcam set up, a live feed, so we can see that. That'll get a lot of views on YouTube for us. That would, wouldn't it? Yeah. All right, Judy, have your webcam. Get your webcams going up there for the live feed. So we got all that recorded. <laughs> We'll have to have some, maybe uh, some of the uh, uh, camera guys from uh, the show would do that for us. Yeah. Don't forget the monk. Linda says, lots of wine. Elaine says, the ghost tours of Port Arthur and Sarah Island, Richmond Goal, are good for a Halloween as we are a penal colony, a very dark history here, but no treasure. Just a lot of spookiness. Right, Elaine? Just a lot of spookiness. Yeah, that's what I was saying, that fireball. Judy is brave, Professor says. We will miss you, Judy. (laughs) Thank you, Dan. (laughs) Unbelievable. Um, Sarah says, don't forget the monk also. And I can't help but think how traumatized um, Dan was and the other fella with his experience. So it, they were very real to them right? for some reason. Why? Just unbelievable. All the stories that we have missed that were not documented is a shame, you know? Yes, it is. It really is. <laughs> Linda's got my back. I'm good to go. Alrighty. We're going to put the phone number up a little bit before I tell you my exclusive information about the uh, money pit excavation. Are you guys waiting for that or you forgot all about that? Actually, I forgot until right now, but I want to know. The ghost ship. 
We'll pick you up for the midnight cruise. Ooh, I like <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. So if anybody wants to call in, Jimmy Kaser, I think so, Caroline. I'm not sure. The other guy that had the story. So if anybody wants to call in, turn your volumes down on your uh, iPhones and tablets and laptops. Let us know in chat. Hello, Daniela from Argentina. Thanks for coming in. Wow. Hi there. Welcome. And also, you know, you can join our Quest of Oak Island Facebook page, Q-O-O-I. And Tammy says, laughter is the best medicine. Yeah, but my jaw is really killing me now. I'm going to have to get the the ice bag of peas after this night. But I'm glad I'm with you guys. I just love doing this stuff. Like Judy says, we just, this is part of us now. This is part of our group. This is part of how we relate to each other. You know what I mean, Judy? Don, I don't know what I'd do without you and Quest. I really don't. Well, you know, a big article is coming tomorrow from the professor, so everybody gets their breakfast ready and their coffee ready. And if they're out on their deck or near their fireplace or wherever they are, even in Argentina, um, it's very good, you know what I mean? Yes. Well, that it's warmer in Argentina than it is here. Oof. I know now that we're going into uh, wintertime here. But um, we'll put the number up for a while, and then I'll give you my exclusive information, and we'll discuss a little bit what I found out from a very credible source and see what you guys think about it. We're teasing us, John. And don't forget, we got Jake Roberts that does a show every other Sunday. So, you know, follow him. He's on the Ghost of Bacon. And also for people to be secure, like on my group here, and YouTube, I have to be very careful about getting hacked. So I have the two-phase security system. So I wish you guys would get the same. I know it's a pain, but when you log out, you not only give them a password, they then return and call you on your cell phone for a code to put in. I mean, obviously, I got to do it, you know, with 71,000 people. But I think it's a good idea for people that are online a lot, and you're doing banking, and you're doing all everything mostly online, to please get the two-step verification process. You know what I mean, Judy? Yes, I have that. Only I let my daughter take care of it. Right. You know, they give you a code, like if I log off and turn everything off, well, okay, here comes Facebook, boom, your password, boom. They send a code to your phone, boom. You know, are you who you are? Yes, boom. I mean, if they get through all that, then God bless them, you know what I mean, Judy? Right, for sure. (laughs) It gets a little confusing sometimes. Yeah. Then I come down the studio. Because I'm only down here at the broadcast. I don't come down here for nothing else but broadcasting, Judy. Right. 
All right, nobody's going to call in, so let me get the number off. Sarah says, uh, we wouldn't be having this trouble if the Templars were still in charge. There'd be no hacking, John. Yeah, but I guess, you know, you got a lot of smart people. And this is Daniela. We are in the spring here in Argentina. Nice. Nice. You got to join our group, uh, Daniela, if you're a Facebooker. There's a lot of people on Facebook don't do YouTube. Another YouTube don't do Facebook. And also, if you can, please subscribe to my YouTube channel that you're on now. It's very easy to do if you have a Google account. I do have a paid site that get privy information before I tell everybody. Plus, you get specials. And that's if you want them. Like I said, I got a Quest of Oak Island membership mug. $21 USA. I'll take care of the postage USA, but international will have to work on a one-on-one -on -one basis on that because of cost. Or if they want one before Christmas for something different, you want to try to get them out by the time uh, Thanksgiving comes because then you got all the crazy mailings, you know, Judy? Right. Exactly. And then I would wait till after the new year to mail anything out because then I'll get lost in the shuffle, you know? Right. And you know all about that, right? Having worked for the post yeah. office. Yeah. But, uh, all right, here's my last spiel. We've been online for 75 minutes. I'm going to need that pea ice bag. Oh, this is the information I got. Are you ready, guys? We're ready, John. We have caissons. David Clare, my daughter took my mug. <laughs> Sorry, David. We have caissons this year, season nine. They are 10 feet in diameter. Right, wow. guys? Wow. Well, guess what, guys? They're not putting in one case on season nine. They're not putting two caissons in season nine. They are not putting in three caissons in season nine. Guess how many caissons they did in season nine? It's hard to guess, John. Four. Wow. So what does that tell you, members? They found something, John. I know they did. What does that tell you, guys? And John says, whatever happened to Dot the Dot? Did they get picked up by the show? Well, if they did, they can't tell us. And they said they were fine-tuning their uh, vault theory. And that's the last I've heard of them. Oliver was in the show tonight. I don't know if he's still in here on the YouTube side. I'm not sure. 
So what do you guys think of that? Four. Not one, not two, not three, but four. Ten-foot diameter. That's the biggest I ever heard of. Caissons. So that means four holes, right? You got it. And I guess, okay, do you know where they are? I guess they're all at the money pit. I asked. Wow. I'm glad uh, it was told that was four. So I try to push it a little bit. You know, did they stick one on near Smith's Cove, the uh, uplands, or are they all at the money pit? So I think they're all at the money pit. You know what I mean? Right. They were there a lot this this season. There had to be a good reason, Maureen. That's 40 feet in a circle. You know, if they put four of them all around like a uh, like four cupcakes, well, that's 40 feet. That's a lot in a diameter. You know what I mean, guys? For darn sure. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I think they had a total, Judy. I tried to look it up, but I've been sick all week. <clears throat> I think they did a total of eight caissons, you know, throughout the, what, three years or four years they did them? A lot of digging, John. A lot of money. Yep, but you know what I'm saying? They put in caissons like C1 and Gale 1 and H8. I think there was a total of eight up to this season. Okay. Why would you all of a sudden in one season put in four and 10-footers? There were not no 10-footers. They're like a eight-footer, six-footer. You know what I mean? Right. John, There's. they must have known they were um, going to get something. I'm sure they had to have. Yeah, if they put them all together, that would be a 40-square-foot hole. Yeah, John, you know. I just can't believe it. When I heard that, I says, I got to tell the crew. Well, it makes me more excited about the show than ever. I can't wait now, really. Yeah, but I, I, I have no idea. I would think it's not in the money pit area. It's either in the swamp. But they're still going after the treasure vault in the money pit where um, Rick says it's still there. Cindy said maybe they expanded where the gold shiny thing was in C1. Yeah. And Kathy says, anyone know how large the money pit area is? That's pretty big. Very big. Ruth said, this was a dump load of silver. They have to have room to get it. Yep. So that sort of upped my interest more than Spooner Silver when I found out that they had, and I was told, four 10-foot caissons. Now, let's remember that as they're showing us the show. Now, this was of two weeks ago. So they still have time if they want to do more, you know, Judy? 
Right, and it did show, I did see some pictures this week of them bringing those large caissons off the island. All right, so they're probably done searching for the year. But we don't know. I mean, we don't Tammy know. Says, Tammy says she wonders if they used any divers. Now, there certainly would be room for divers in that. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, like I told Judy and you guys a million times, you keep on digging in the same spot, either a six-inch hole, an eight-foot eight foot case on, or a ten-foot case on. They're still digging in the money pit, and we come up with nothing. So either they're not going deeper, or they're in the wrong spot. All that drilling should have showed something. They can't miss it every time, you know, Judy? I agree. Maybe this is the year. Yep, Ruth. You got to go bigger than the seven-foot vault to get something down in there. But who knows what the hammer grab brought up? You know what I mean, guys? Right, for sure. So that was my exclusive information I had that I shared with nobody but you guys. Well, we thank you, John, very much. And I thought it was. Uh, Yep, Laurie, they're still guessing where the original money pit is from that last year. They were, like, lost, and that's when Aaron came in, and we're giving them all kinds of new locations and directions uh, where to dig, you know what I mean? I mean, for 200 and, what, 30 years of digging in the money pit, we found nothing. Like I said again, either not too deep or you're just in the wrong spot. I mean, show us the proof, you know what I mean, Judy? Right. I'm anxious to see what uh, searchers are on this year, uh, researchers, and um, I think some of the ones from former years are back on this year. Right, John. The vault is rather small and cannot be excess going straight down. Yeah, it's at an angle. But anything at an angle, if you come straight down from the top, you can hit an angle all the way up like stairs. If there was a set of stairs uh, 40 feet below the earth, if you come straight down, you'll still hit You'll still hit it at an angle. All right, Judy. We're going to say our goodbyes. And uh, like I said, I'll, I'll see you Tuesday, 7 o'clock, pre-show hype for about 30 minutes before the drilling down comes in. And then Wednesday, me and Judy be on with synopsis and trying to find out what the heck happened on the first show of the Curse of Oak Island. So, Judy, if you want to say your goodbyes, then I'll button it up and get out of here. All righty. Hey, everybody. Have a good week. I will see you on Wednesday. Enjoy the show Tuesday night. And I'm looking forward to hearing what everybody has to say. So in the meantime, you know, stay safe, please. You too, John, and good night. Okay, thank you, Judy, so much. All right, guys, we made it. 
And uh, Daniel, the professor, you made me laugh so much, I'm cracking up over here. And like I said, remember, members, always go forward. You may get a setback, but just believe in yourself to reach your goals. But never give up. Never. You be kind. You keep smiling. You believe in your dreams, no matter how whole you are. You guys, you stay strong. You stay safe. You stay positive. I thank you for coming in tonight. You guys are the best. You guys are my life. You guys are my blood. This is what I do. And I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you Tuesday at 7 o'clock, pre-show for about 30 minutes. And I thank you so much for coming in. Stay safe. Good night now.